Let us pray. For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11. Lord, I thank you for your plans to prosper and not to harm, to give me a hope and a future. You have filled my new heart with your spirit, and you have taught my mind to look to you for life. You lead me in the path you have chosen, and I wish to walk faithfully in it. I am forever rooted in you, even in seasons of uncertainty. You are so faithful to me amidst all storms and trials I encounter. Thank you for my new life in you. You are my everything. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for praying with me today. Now discover the profound intricacies of Scripture through Pray.com's podcast, The Heartbeat of Faith with Dr. Andrew Farley. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Are the old world picturesque shores of Europe calling you? Set sail on an adventure with Avalon Waterways. Enjoy an elevated cruising experience. Avalon Waterways offers smaller ships, bigger experiences with fewer people and more of, well, everything good about river cruising. Don't just dream about quaint towns and cobblestone villages. See them for yourself and make lasting memories. Discover limited time offers today at avalonwaterways.com. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Welcome back to another episode of the Heartbeat of Faith podcast. I'm Dr. Andrew Farley, and it's a joy to have you here with me today. We are taking time to answer the question, what is the Bible? How is it comprised? And how do we make sense of it? Of course, we've already taken some time to understand the Bible, but how do we look back at past stories and grasp grander themes and deeper meanings? That's our mission for today. The modern Bible can be organized into six categories, law, history, poetry, prophecy, the Gospels, and the letters. In the last episode, we delved into the first five books of the Bible, known as the Law or the Torah, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. Today, we look at the historical books of the Bible, Joshua, Judges, Ruth, 
1st and 2nd Samuel, 1st and 2nd Kings, 1st and 2nd Chronicles, Ezra, Nehemiah, and Esther. The historical books begin in Joshua, narrating God's faithful dealings with Israel, pointing forward to the fulfillment of his promises in the coming of Christ. They culminate in Nehemiah and Esther, which highlight God's preservation of his people and ultimately foreshadow the eternal inheritance all believers have in Christ. The Bible continually binds us inextricably to its timeless message, redemption. The books of history are interlinked through five significant events that shaped the nation of Israel and showcased its need for a Redeemer. The first event began in Joshua and ended in Judges, when the nation of Israel ventured out of the wilderness to claim the promised land. With a passionate voice, Joshua cried out, Shout! Shout, for the Lord has given you this city! Today the city of Jericho will fall as an offering to God! Shout! So the people shouted. A thunderous roar boomed from the army of Israel. Cries of war and trumpets echoed and shook the earth. One by one, the stones of the wall began to shift in their place. The walls of Jericho began to split. Cracks and clanging pierced the ears of everyone in the city as the walls began to crumble. The battle cries of Israel continued like the roar of a lion. The great walls of Jericho bowed before the might of God. The earth trembled as the wall fell to the ground. The conquest of Canaan was not easily won. Military prowess gave way to moral compromise, and Israel found it difficult to claim victory when sin was in their midst. When the Israelites obeyed God, he stood by them and drove away their enemies. However, when they lost faith and no longer followed him, their foes easily defeated them. Truth had been forsaken. The generation that fought for the promised land had passed away. God's mighty acts had been buried and forgotten with the past. Now Israel lived in comfort, sinning on the graves of those who bled before them. Israel abandoned the Lord and adopted the gods of the natives. Since they forsook God, all their military exploits went without victory. In vain they marched to conquer new lands, but they were left with heartache and bloodshed. Israel spiraled into a whirlpool of defeat. They had forgotten that Israel's strength was not in their military might, but in the sovereignty of God. The book of Ruth took place in the time of Judges and showcased the themes of loyalty and redemption, something Israel sorely needed during that time. The book of Ruth also revealed the lineage of a significant person and the central figure of the historical books, King David. The time had come, and all of Bethlehem was there to witness the union of Ruth and her Redeemer Boaz. Boaz watched as his bride Ruth approached the altar. She was beautiful despite her brokenness. Ruth looked at her Redeemer and groom, Boaz. He was strong yet gentle and worthy of her devotion. 
The two of them were married and experienced the bliss and unity of marriage. Together they conceived a child and named him Obed. He was the father of Jesse, the father of David, Israel's king. The second major event the historical books highlight is the transition from a tribal-led community to a king-led monarchy. The most notable king was Israel's second, King David. Throughout 1st and 2nd Samuel, David is a picture of Israel at its best, imperfect, but ultimately seeking to please God. This interaction between David and God truly showed why David was chosen to be king. David was passionate after pleasing the heart of God. He was still flawed and deeply naive in many ways, yet his heart sought to cling to God's as Jacob once did many years prior. Together, David and God shepherded the people of Israel into an era of prosperity and growth. As God gave David strength as a shepherd to defeat lions and wolves, so he gave David the strength to protect the people of Israel. Many other kings sought to destroy David but ended up crushed by the power of God. David reigned over the land with strength and mercy. With each victory, the small and helpless nation of Israel rose to a place of prominence and influence. Yet David was not just a mighty warrior. Each week, he would lead the congregation in worship, singing his psalms before the people, drawing them closer to the presence of God. He would write songs of God's goodness, power, salvation, and joy. He taught the people how to be honest before God while showing him reverence. Slowly, David's heart for God began to translate onto the people of Israel. The once far-off, rebellious, and fickle people of Israel were finally pursuing the Lord once again. God gave David the same promise as Abraham. A promised redeemer would come through him. He would be a king that would ultimately slay the greatest evil of them all, sin, and usher in God's perfect kingdom. King David brought Israel back to the heart of God, and his son Solomon ushered Israel into an unprecedented era of wealth and peace. However, Solomon was corrupted by idolatry, and through small compromises, everything began to unravel. Israel was thrust into its third major event, a divided kingdom. Once again, Israel was a split kingdom. There were no perfect kings. The entirety of Israel pointed to the faithfulness of God to work in imperfect people, Solomon, for all his wisdom intact as a king, fell prey to the grips of sin. His sins trickled down into the heart of his son. God would not excuse this, nor would he abandon Israel altogether. Instead, God would weave Israel's goodness and evil into one tapestry ultimately pointing to his grace. The books of 2 Kings and 2 Chronicles tell the story of the mighty nation of Israel being split into two separate and weaker nations, the northern kingdom, Israel, and the southern kingdom, Judah. God's promise to bless David and his descendants continued through the kingdom of Judah, but the kingdom of Israel had no such heritage. Both kingdoms struggled and slowly fell away from God. 
weak, divided, and compromised. The two domains were vulnerable to Babylon and Assyria. The fourth major event surveyed in the historical books of 2 Kings and 2 Chronicles is the bondage of foreign nations. God sent prophets to warn Israel of their inevitable downfall if they continued in sin. But they would not listen. Sin created division. The division created weakness. And weakness was like blood in the water for the sharks of foreign powers. The Assyrians came after the northern kingdom of Israel, binding them with fishhooks and setting their kingdoms ablaze. Babylon took the southern kingdom. Thousands of God's people were forced out of the promised land and sent into captivity. In the last 200 years since King Solomon, they had erected pillars for other gods. They had condoned human sacrifice. They even gave their own children as burnt offerings. They had forsaken charity, kindness towards foreigners, and humility. They served idols and themselves. The Lord had sent countless prophets to warn them. He warned them of how unstable they were becoming. He warned them that their might as a nation was only as strong as their relationship with Him. But they would not listen. They were stiff-necked. They hated the law of the Lord. They adopted the practices of other nations. As a result, they were captured like other nations. So the Israelites were given to their own desires. Now they were truly like other nations. They faced the demise and humiliation of kingdoms that lived in a chaotic world. All but Judah were carted off like cattle to Assyria. Their pain-filled moans echoed across the canyons, as did the screams of fishhooks being ripped off of children's lips. The sight filled God with sorrow, and he waited for them to cry out to him, but they did not. Not all was lost. God spoke through the prophets that redemption would come. Amidst captivity and exile, hope budded from the ashes. The book of Esther showcased a lowly Jewish girl who rose to prominence and used her influence to save her people. She would be a foreshadowing of Israel's inevitable salvation through Jesus. Victory was shouted in the streets of Susa. Families shouted for joy. Not only were they spared, but they were able to play a role in their own liberation. They were afforded the opportunity to defend themselves. They felt empowered for the first time since captivity. This was all thanks to the noble character of Esther. She would remain in the palace and watch over her people. She would create a legacy of kindness and establish a kingdom that looked towards Jerusalem with favor. The final event surveyed in the historical books of the Bible is the return to the promised land. The books of Ezra and Nehemiah highlight the rebuilding of Jerusalem, the temple, and Israel's shared identity. Even though Israel would be conquered again, rebuilding galvanized them as a people. The fires of tragedy and captivity forged them together, preparing them for the trials ahead. They rededicated themselves to worshiping God, pouring over his word, and sacrificing at the temple. 
After 52 days of labor in the hot eastern sun, the wall stood as a monument of hope for the entire nation. For the first time since exile, God's people were able to sigh a breath of relief. They no longer had to live in constant fear of ambush and violence. They could live in peace. They could worship in peace. Nehemiah called for Ezra to come before the people and read the word of God. There they bowed before the Lord and confessed their sin. They basked in his forgiveness and responded to the call to be better. Through war, chaos, and civil unrest, God showed his faithfulness. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Heartbeat of Faith podcast. Follow the podcast so you can learn the Bible in this entertaining and inspiring way. Download the Pray.com app, and for more encouragement in God's grace, visit andrewfarley.org. That's andrewfarley.org. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. See new things. Try new things. Go back centuries while living in the moment. Forge new paths while discovering old ones. Pedal, paddle, and paint while trekking, tasting, and tailoring experiences that transform you into a better version of yourself. Immerse yourself in the world by activating your mind, your heart, and your body on a river cruise exclusively from Avalon Waterways. Save with limited time offers at AvalonWaterways.com. Avalon is cruising. Elevated. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.